begin without faith. I have gone through days when I was certain I would never sit down again and try to write anything. I have despised myself for the weeks and months of unlived life spent creating those books of mine that stand on the shelf above the fireplace. What was first a refuge became the place where I was most comfortable, where I could forgive God his own oversights and blunders and make the plots come out all right. What now? I seem to know no other way of living except to sit each day before the white screen and listen for the words. I do not want to invent a meaning this time. I don't want to pretend there is a God or that the innocent die for reasons secret and profound. And so I sit here and feel your absence and wonder how to begin to live without you. Begin. Kate. The blankness of the page is like a heart. I write your name on the paper to put you back into my life, as though words were real things, as though when I write your name, you were here. Kate. Autumn progresses. The rain is ceaseless now, and yet seems hardly to fall. A soft grey, wrapped like a shroud about all west of the Shannon. Leaves of sycamore blacken and curl their edges. When the wind picks up the rain, they come slanting across the cottage window in stricken flight. All the last blossoms have faded now, and crimson geraniums are stalks of brown seed and yellowed leaves. Everywhere the countryside is tattered, wind-wild. You can feel that somewhere in the deeps of the earth something is slowly souring which was once sweetening. Across the valley small herds of cattle move and stand and move again for shelter. Between the showers huge blackbirds come and alight in your garden. I raise my hand from the table and they do not fly off. They wait there, as though burdened with some significance, when I know they have none. Rain comes again and streams down the window. I have read Margaret Atwood say that all writing is an attempt to bring back the dead, to journey into the past and bring back what has vanished, something like that, some act of resurrection. But tonight, while the salt wind off the Atlantic makes rattle the cottage windows, all such claims seem unreal and beyond me. All I can do now is tell the truth. Tell how it is. Do not make a story. If only I could do that. The world slips away from me here. I do not watch the television news now. When I walk outside in the night and look up through the whirl of wind that pulls the clouds across the stars, I think of the God that I once believed existed where now there is only absence and emptiness, the deep and the darker blue as the stars vanish. I come in and go through the cottage in the half-light, gathering up Jack's clothes or Hannah's books and magazines. I make tidy little stacks. I think I'm doing very well, but then something of you breaks through. I see one of your paintings. I feel a tightness close at the base of my throat, and I think, I cannot do this. I do not believe in a heaven or any hereafter. In books I have written, I have pretended that I did. 
Once I imagined all the dead souls reunited as in a dance, and the mending of all loss. But here tonight I know I do not really believe this, and my forehead films with a clammy sweat and nausea twists in my stomach. The house is utterly still. The children sleep. Night fills the valley. Tell the truth. The truth begins with me sitting here trying to tell it. I sit at this long table that overlooks the garden and this valley in the west of County Clare. Truth. The ocean is not far. Truth. It is the autumn of the year 2001. This is the place where, in the wet green stillness, I try to write stories. I've written many, and poems too, but none that seem real to me now. None that capture the ice fire of grief that is in me now. All seems so.